You're listening to Waveform, a show about music, discovery, and the technology that ties it all together in new and powerful ways. This program is brought to you by Wavelake, the easiest way to distribute and stream music using Bitcoin. Listen today at wavelake.com. Hello, we're back for episode four of Waveform. How you doing, Sam? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm feeling uh. So it's nice and sunny here. I'm gonna. It's warm out, but you because of that. You look super cool because you got your hood up. You look kind of tough, right. actually. I feel a little Thanks. intimidated by you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Yeah. Uh, like, so we this got real badass uh, dude. I'm talking to right now. Yeah. Right. So uh, we've got yeah a bunch of cool stuff to talk about today. Um, the big news is that the uh, Bitcoin conference record competition started. Uh, yeah. this past week. How cool is that? So, yeah. So we're super pumped about that. Um, there's already a few dozen song entries. I think it's if like you don't 40 know what something. I'm, yeah. Yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, there is a contest going on right now uh, that we are administering um, for the Bitcoin conference in Nashville in July. And yeah, the point of all this is to crowdsource a bunch of music and um, essentially have a contest that will ultimately end in a vinyl record being pressed um, with so uh, cool. a bunch of songs that um, people and judges have helped pick. Yeah. I mean, we've been wanting this to happen for a long time. I think we even mentioned this on our, on our, um, that we did with when we were on his show on thriller, we were like our Bitcoin compilation is going to happen. And it happened as, yeah. as, as things tend to pan out here with us, it's happened faster than we thought. So yeah, let's, um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to say there's confusion, but like, just how about we offer some clarity on exactly how to do this and what you should sure. do and whatever. So yeah, if you're, if you're an artist, I, I guess there's two ways. If you're an artist already on Wavelake, go take your Wavelake track and submit it. Um, you can find, I don't know, the, the address is maybe kind of long. So just go to our socials go to noster go to instagram go to uh, twitter and you will find the bitcoin comp competition but go to that page and you submit your link and within you know like 24 hours uh it'll you know probably get approved i'm sure unless there's some reason it wouldn't um and from there you send your fans to go zap it and the most zaps between now and March 31st, we'll get you into no, the next April 30th, April 30th, April 30th. So you have to submit, oh, yeah, you submit, to submit you're right, you're right. the track you're right. Thank by you. the end of March. See, I don't even, I don't even know how it works. Yeah. Submit, <laughs> submit your track by the end of March and then zaps are open until the end of April. Yes. Um, and then and that so, goes into a final yeah. uh, next round. Right. So, and the, and, and the, I think one point of clarity uh, to add is that uh, you can, zap the tracks from that embeddable player in the competition website or from anywhere else. So, so anything that you receive via Wavelake, whether it's on a post that you shared on Noster with the embeddable player, whether it's on the competition website, or if it's via key sends that you receive from podcasts, anywhere that you receive sats from will be counted from that moment the on total. Yeah. yeah. From the total, uh, are will be counted toward the total of the track, uh, and then 
at the end of the competition, at the end of April, uh, the top 21 tracks by SATs uh, will then go on to the next round where a panel of judges will determine what ultimately lands on the record. Yeah. And and I think the top zapped in those 21 ends up as the title track. Is that correct? I believe right? that's correct. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's super cool too. So um, yeah. And it, and yeah, it, it doesn't have to be a new song. It, it, it just, once, once you submit the link and you get approved, your count on the playlist starts at zero. Let's talk about that playlist for a second too. Cause that's, that's super cool. Yeah. That's new. So that play, that's yeah. New. So we had, we, we'd made some modifications to our embeddable player. Again, this is an open source, uh, component that if you just take the, um, if you take the link and you embed it in an iframe, for example, uh, like sarahjademusic.com has an example of this. If you go to her website, um, shout out to Sarah Jade, who we had on last week uh, or two weeks ago. Um, she's got uh, you know a, a, an embeddable player on her website with all her wavelength tracks on it. You can listen to the tracks. You can boost the tracks via that embeddable player. We made some modifications and tweaks to it in the last few weeks so that we could uh, enable this um, customized playlist for the competition. And um, yeah, kind of neat about that is that we now have the ability for people to create their own custom charts uh, and embed them on a website. So it's in a really early stage right now. And I'll have a blog post about this in the next week-ish to better explain how it works, but essentially you could embed a chart on a website that says, you know, give me the top tracks um, by sats uh, for the week of March 20th in 2023. Will it show, so a cool thing on the, on the conference competition playlist is it shows the sats count on the right side. Yes. So, so will it show, have it sort, yeah. You it'll can show have that it as well. By sats. Yeah, you can have it sort by sats for the window of time that you specified. Cool. There's some modifications that we still have to make to it. So, um, you know, one thing I'd like to do, and 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 just to um, like limit sort of people's ability to, you know, look look all the way back <laughs> in time. I just hit. My, I'm sitting on, right over. next to a. I'm sitting right next to a drum kit, and uh, I just hit the cymbal. So, I'm just gonna settle that down. Um. Just, yeah, just play so, a little play a little set for us real quick. I can. I can. Here, hold on. Let's hear it. What do you got? I'll do a I'll do a I'll do a um well I can play a really we'll, we'll, Michael, we'll we'll put a time split on here so hundred percent of the sats go to you for your okay. your performance. <laughs> some uh, serious com- some serious compression and uh, noise gate going on there. We'll see how that turns out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still yeah you might have to just delete that um, no way I'm still working on my fills uh, okay so yeah the embeddable player you can basically set like any window of time uh, within like 90 days so you have like you can set a 90 day window um, at any point in time over the last year and then things that we're going to add is um, to sort by genre so you could say like I want to see the top tracks by sats uh, for the month of January of this year uh, in a particular genre. Yeah. Uh, and then you could display that on your website or you could, you could share that as a Nostra post. 
And you could um, also just do, you could just leave the date open, right? Like all time and just sort by genre too. Well, we're not going to do it by all time because it's too much. Like at, I, we're trying to limit what people can query because if, if it's the whole database and lots of people yeah. are doing it, so it it'll just be, be a year to date. Yeah, it can do. I mean, basically it's 90 days. So that's the one thing that I have to add is the ability to say, like, give me the top tracks for the last 90 days. And like that. Okay, just gotcha. Continue. Or you could say, like, give me the top tracks for the last two days. Um, that's going to be fun. That will just continue. So, um, yeah, just a way for people to be able to kind of design their own way of counting the top tracks. Um, and hopefully people discover some like cool and that's just new a- insights. And that's just a super easy way to do it. But also anybody could just yeah. literally take the the code and do it too, right? Like do a more elaborate, like if somebody wanted to have like a pure chart site that was pulling in different stuff, like there's a, I forget who it is, but there's someone on, on Nostra who was asking about the database elements of Wavelake and how powerful that's going to be. And that's stuff that we've talked about. Like we hope to see these analytics of music, um, get processed on other sites and have other things happen. So is that how far are we from something like that? I think we're a bit of a ways off. This is kind of our first sort of attempt at giving people some. This is baby's baby's first chart. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like we have to, we also have to keep in mind that um, we do have to create some limitations on what people can query, like as far as our database goes. Yeah. um, Just so that, you know, it doesn't, interfere with just normal everyday operations um but yeah i think this is like a first foray into that just to see how it plays out in the wild um and then we can sort of evolve that as we go so yeah i'll have a blog post on that to describe more in detail how this works and how you can you know how you could get involved if you're interested yeah and then plus what just comes along with that is actual playlists which we're gonna be doing i'm not we have no timeline on that but we will it Soonish, yeah. soon enough. Yeah, playlists and within yeah, weeks. Playlists we will are, be. Yeah, having, playlists are playlists. ready. Play, yeah, yeah, playlists are ready to go. We just have to um, clean up some UI things. In order to That's gonna it. be really cool. And then you'll be able to share that playlist. And then if we can get yeah. some of these, um, some of these clients to read the embed, then you'll have a shareable, a fully shareable, boostable, embeddable playlist in a Nostra client. Should be cool. Yes. The first, the first step is like getting the embed um, available to any client, uh, and then you could boost all the tracks through that playlist. That's going to be ready to go. I want to. I'm say going off. I'm going weeks. off the rails a little bit here, but um, that the stuff you were talking to the dude from Coracle about yeah. is that is that something where like you could client if clients were pulling that data in, you could have a music player in like primal for example yeah i mean the potential is sort of i i don't i don't know what like people would be able to build any client that plays music or presents but let's it just say like primal want. you know primal throws in embeds and now you're scrolling through your feed and you see you see the new joe martin track and now there's a little music button on the note and you click that could that theoretically create a library within primal Possibly. through that yeah. catalog i mean catalog. we're talking about two we're talking about two different things though right now the embeddable player yeah i'm, I'm, I'm moving away from the embeddable then, that the, yeah but just for 
clarity, like for people listening, there's the embeddable player, which if you just put a wavelake.com link to like a track or an album or right. uh, a podcast episode, um, what the client is doing, like what Primal's website, what Snort does is it recognizes that it's a wavelength link and then it sort of transforms it into this embedded HTML object that looks like um, a player, essentially. Yeah, and then so what you're only- talking about now is um, a custom event that's specifically for music and potentially other multimedia content. And this is- Yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's some way, like some easy way through this process of the, the, you know, the stuff that you're working on, I guess, or people are working on with the the Coracle thing to be able to just have this catalog exist in a way that clients could easily- um, Yeah, like you would heart it. And then a click of a button, you heart it, and now it just it exists somewhere on this other this other tab yeah. where you can just I mean, play music I, while you're scrolling or something. Yeah, I or think, even it would get I added think, directly to your Wavelike library or something would be well. Cool like too. practically speaking, like it would be no different than liking an event, like a note. Right. It would be the equivalent of that, and then you know once that's public record for your NPub, then um, then it becomes something that anyone could catalog. And it would know. I guess what I'm asking is, it would it the way that you guys are discussing this, would it know that it's music? Would what because know it, that it's music? Like if you hearted something and it wasn't, it, and it it contained that, and it contained the music, would you know that it, would the client be able to read that that's music? So it, it could filter it or organize it in a way that yeah. it's not just a regular note, it's music. Yeah, I think it's possible, yes. Cool. All right, yeah. sorry. No, Off that's topic. fine. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is like I forget the there isn't a NIP number for this yet, and um, the the developer of Coracle, John, um, has been kind of proposing something, and we've been just involved in these discussions. Um, so you can you can see you can look at all the exciting spec talk um, in the GitHub issue or the the yeah. I'm just know, getting really proposal that he made. The more you guys talk about that, the more I get excited about just the the ability to interact with music in these clients or even if it's just something like if you can connect your, if your, if your NPUB is connected to the Wavelake mobile app and it, it, it knows that it can read it, then maybe even just the heart means it adds to your Wavelake library or something, you know? So yeah. Yeah. At its Um, simplest form, that'd be really fun to see somebody do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the, the problem that we're trying to address, or I guess the, the interoperable challenge that we're trying to address is, you know, so that like we could publish a bunch of tracks on behalf of artists or yeah. artists could publish those tracks themselves as this sort of universally understood event kind that's specific to multimedia content. It's a Nostra event. And so if you just, if a client just recognizes that that event is music or video or whatever, um, that there's a standard way that that is presented and then the client can, you know, pass that on to the user in whatever way makes sense, whether it's an embeddable player or like a video presentation thing. Awesome. Um, Yeah. So I think it's cool. I think, um, yeah, it opens up the possibilities for, you know, a Coracle or a Primal or any other Nostra client to be much more than just a feed of notes and like, um, you know, links to videos and things like it can actually be this sort you of can organize your the media that comes through on these things. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Um, yeah. So it's exciting. 
So anyway, cool. yeah. Cool All right. Well, let's. Uh, you want to play a song? Yeah, uh, I wanted to play uh, on today's episode. This is. Uh, let's see. So, so the I should note that the um, intro music to Waveform, uh, this podcast, is by Paul Birkin. Um, and so I wanted to give him a little shout out and also play one of another one of his songs. This is uh, from a group called Paul Birkin and the Dirty Party Snakes. Uh, and it's a song called Obsolete OS Blues.
fuzz. I uh, I love that track. That was like one thing he uploaded pretty early on last year, and uh, it just makes me think in my head of uh, it's like if a if the Chuck E. Cheese band like kind of. <laughs> <laughs> went sideways like the, you know the restaurant closed down and they were kind of stuck there like getting gritty and a little dark um, and they learned how to mess with their instruments and make them sound cooler and then like you went back in that's the that's what i would imagine the band sounded like a glimpse into the mind of michael ree <laughs> <laughs> this is the stuff he thinks about chucky when chucky e. cheese goes rogue exactly <laughs> When the robots go rogue at Chuck E. Cheese, they make some freaking cool music. They make some fuzzy 12-bar blues. I like yeah, it. Yeah, man. That's super cool. All right. That's a, that's a cool track. And dude, I mean, talk about prolific. He, he Not only did he upload that song early on, he uploaded about 100 and something songs early on. Yeah. He was definitely our, continues to be, I think, our best beta tester, bug tester. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, uh, just Biz cool, dude. He makes some really cool, if you're in a, follow him, the Tone Wrecker on socials, but you can also just pop into our telegram group and he always posts, he makes these really cool collages. Um, oh, very right. awesome. Those, those very, are especially yeah. really cool. They are really cool. Very, they're like handmade too, from what I can tell. Oh yeah. Oh, he's Not got them all real like, things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, at one point in time, I think he posted a photo of, um, kind of the archive of all these that he's made there. It's yeah. very creative dude. Um, gets it all out. It's really cool to see. Very yeah. inspiring. Um, for Speaking sure. of inspiring, let's talk about a uh, culture shock really quick. Well, I mean, maybe not really quick. Let's talk about it for a minute. We, <laughs> yeah. uh, let's just get this over with. All right. Um, <laughs> no culture shock was, uh, let's see a week ago, last Saturday, mid, mid, mid Feb in Phoenix, Arizona, you flew out for it. Um, I just walked downstairs and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was super, it was super fun. We had, um, you know, it was a super small crew i'm gonna keep saying super every five seconds but it was a small crew but it felt really great yeah what'd you think about it uh, yeah i thought it was really fun it was nice to like chat with everyone who was there i think i was able to meet just about everyone um who rolled on through like your space was great the the event space that it was held in was i think the perfect size uh for the event um yeah, and it was it was I, I I learned a few things. It was nice to hear people, you know, talking about the possibilities. I think uh with Noster, I think, you know, the the nice thing about events like that or little little gatherings like that is um, you know, there is kind of this infectious optimism that it's, you know, because you've all and that was the other interesting thing, like people flew in for it. A, yeah. a good number of people flew in. Um, which was great to hear and see. Um, but yeah, there was just, uh, you know, a lot of optimism. There's definitely some people who came who knew very little about Noster yeah. and Bitcoin. Um, there was some curiosity there. So that was nice. I had, a, I had an interesting discussion with um, an Ethereum developer who swung okay. by and, um, you know, that's just cool. Chatted about like, why he was developing stuff on Ethereum and, you know, we were kind of not ganging up on him, but um, there was a small yeah. group of us who are just kind of like 
explaining, you know, the differences between the two ecosystems. And I thought it was pretty productive. So, yeah. That's a good segue to talk about our new Ethereum token we're going to be doing on Wavelake. <laughs> <laughs> just just kidding, everybody. Um, Ooh, no, but so Culture Shock. Spicy. So we uploaded, uh, we recorded the audio. It's, um, it was uh, a little, little quiet, a little reverby. It's a very reverby sounding room, but um, we uploaded the audio just for fun on Wavelake. If you go to wavelake.com, and you click on the little hamburger menu up in the top right corner, click on podcasts, you will see you will see the eight episodes there um, broken down by by section. And uh, you pulled a couple clips from it that I think we wanted to talk on a little bit. So yeah, what, what's what's there up with a, that? What's up with that? There dude? were a lot of great there were a lot of great talks um, that day. Also, Sarah Jade came in and performed at the end, and we live yes. streamed that and. I'm hoping um, she releases that, that audio somewhere on somewhere uh, being wave lake. That'd be really yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was really cool. So um, yeah, I thought, so you and Jim Costello um, did a little fireside chat sort of thing. What's up um, with that? Why, why is it called a fireside chat? I've always wondered that. Do you know? I think it's, is it just cause it's like casual? I have no idea. Like yeah, it's, supposed to, be it's supposed, supposed to be like yeah. a casual chat. It's supposed to be cash, you know, no cash chat. Just kind okay. of two guys talking in a room in front of a bunch of people with just, microphones. Just chilling. No biggie. Just chilling. Um, but yeah, so so Jim, a little background on him. Uh, he worked in the music industry um, in LA for a number of years and, um, and is now doing the uh, Phantom Power music podcasts. Um, and so he came in. Uh, to talk about his experience in the past, as well as sort of what he sees uh, as the potential in, you know, everything that we're doing, everything that's happening on Nostra and value for value. Um, so, yeah, let's play a clip from that because I thought we'll play a couple, couple clips from that. But I thought, um, yeah, there were some some good moments between you and him um, that were worth sharing. So this is uh, the first clip. It's uh, It's Jim talking about how different it is for up-and-coming artists today versus when he was working as a musician in L.A. I have never been more excited about the music industry than I am now. I think there's more possibilities uh, for artists now. Now, the flip side of that, as I've said publicly on a lot of my podcasts, um, there is a, you know, there's no barrier to entry into this uh, industry, right? I mean, anybody with any amount of talent can can record on GarageBand and can upload into Spotify or TikTok or whatever, and um, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it, since there's no barrier to entry into this industry, there it is just absolutely flooded with stuff that's never going to go anywhere. He talks about this a little later on too, and he describes it as a black hole. And I've heard other musicians speak about this issue as well, where there's so much content out there. Um, that it's nearly impossible to stand out unless you have, um, you know, like a, a hook or a yeah. giant marketing team behind you or some other way to kind of get the clicks. Um, so it, it's an interesting kind of conundrum because on the one hand, yeah, like it's people have more access than ever to just publish and distribute their music. The downside is, it's that much harder to stand out. It's that much. Well, it's certainly that much harder to stand out on traditional platforms. I mean, 
that was one big news story that came out maybe the end of last year, early this year. It's like, if you're not even hitting a certain threshold of streams, you're not even getting paid or, or you truly do exist in a black hole. You are in a void. You're getting no, you get no, and you get, you get nothing. You're just, you're just there. Um, so that you could just be dead data. Like, um, you know, what, what, what do you call that? Just sort of data that's not being utilized, just sort of sitting in a, in a, um, yeah. And like, so you picture, you picture Chuck E. Cheese. I just picture this like, yeah, exactly. It's like dark kind of like drippy, gross, weird warehouse. That's where all those, those songs go to die. But, um, the cool thing about it is a lot of these, I mean, there are, yes, there are, there's a, there's a ton of music, but, um, you know, I don't know. I feel like a lot of it is still yet to be discovered and you can, especially, I mean, like the things you were just talking about, like creating, creating charts, sifting through genres, being able to truly, I mean, dude, I was last night, um, I, I uploaded a demo to wave like a couple of nights ago and then I just immediately deleted it. I was like, this isn't, I, I don't like this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put this up yet. I'm not comfortable. <laughs> I, thought, putting my de- I thought I saw that. And I, yeah, I was like, sure I'm not comfortable putting this it. up yet. I, I sound, I was trying a new, I was trying a new, uh, vocal tone and I, I sent it to okay. a friend and he's like, he's like, what's up with that voice? And I'm like, I'm just trying some, I'm just trying something new. Anyway, that God is talking about wave. Lake. he's like, he's like, what happened? The wave Lake link is gone. And so I started sending him, uh, I was like, oh, this might be like a duet. Maybe I could convince Joe Martin to sing it with me. And it would sound cool, cool balance. Um, and so then I started sending him links and I was just realizing, and we talk about this so much and it's not put on at all. It's just so naturally fits in my day to day conversation now is discovering new music. And this is stuff that would, you know, maybe not all of it, but a lot of it probably does kind of exist in the void on, on these other platforms. Yet here I am thinking about, you know, how I can finagle Joe Martin into doing a duet with me. This, this guy who's been making music in the UK for a number of years now. And it's incredible. I mean, it's like absolutely incredible. I was sending links to my friend for Joe Martin. I sent him the Martin Grooms track. I sent him, um, that longy track that I love that we played on the the first or second episode, the Catherine's wheel yeah. track. And I was just like, there's just so much good stuff on here. And it's so cool. I, I said that to him. I was like, it's so cool to just be discovering music again. And, and not only that, but being so excited to share it with other people. Cause that's the, yeah. that's the cool part about it. So yeah, it's like, there's, there's, an, it is an incredible time. Jim's right. It is, it is an amazing time to be um, witnessing what's happening in the music industry and, and it will be interesting to see how the the volume of music coming in interacts with new ways of discovery, you know, versus right. the last 15 years, how the last 15 years have gone. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think this is a big part of what we're trying to create is an environment where people can find things that they would never have found before that really speaks to them. Um, and whatever, whatever signals we're using now, like the, 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 you know, using sats as a way to chart things is like a very rudimentary early version of what we're envisioning this could evolve into, but it is a first step. But I think ultimately if we can get to a place where we're able to connect artists with 
people who really love that specific kind of music or their voice in particular. Um, because we all have different tastes. We all have different things that we like. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to fit into what's playing, um, you know, on the top 100 on whatever streaming platform. It can be something that's unique to you. Um, that's really what I would love to see um, evolve out of all this. Just making that discovery process more dynamic, more variable, more customized. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, you want to? You have, you have one more clip, right? We should probably pull that up. Yeah. So here's another clip of you and Jim. This is Jim um, getting. This is real talk here uh, <laughs> from him. Uh, that I think, I think we we should never kind of forget about this. Um, it's this is Jim talking about the biggest hurdle. And it's not the technology. The tech doesn't scare us. Um, I think that the biggest thing that we are trying to overcome is um, just the the general trepidation that people have about Bitcoin. That's it. Yeah. You know, I mean, the tech works. You guys, you and Open Mic and, and everybody that was involved in those um, shows that happened um, in December up in Minneapolis, you guys proved the tech worked. You know, Wave Lake works. You know, I mean, you can earn, you know, you, 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 the, the sky's the limit. I, I'm, I'm convinced with respect to what you can earn as an independent artist. What I fight more than anything is people going Bitcoin. Yeah. So, I mean, on the note on earning, I that that plays in a, a clip I want to play in a minute as well. But um, yeah, he's right. I mean, that's that's definitely, that has always been, the struggle um, people associate Bitcoin with, you know, things that they hear in mainstream narratives about how it's for, you know, drug dealers and, and criminals and it's uh, it's bad for the environment. It's a waste of power. And if you're thinking about it in, from an uneducated perspective in a, in a very, you know, kind of one-sided way of like this Bitcoin only exists for, you know, crypto bros to make money. That's what I think a lot of people think that's sort of yeah. the, that's the, it, it's hard to sway people from, from that idea, mostly based on old information, right. And old yeah. ideas. I, and it's not, it's not really thinking about the bigger picture. It's not thinking globally. It's not thinking about how it helps the unbanked and, and these these people in impoverished countries, it's not thinking about a lot of the 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 human rights the, the value elements to it, it and, the, and the true value. Yeah, there, it's literally completely ignoring the value. <laughs> it's ignoring yeah. the value, and it's only thinking about the um, sort of this like inflated idea of it that it's that it's um you know it's a way to gamble and 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 if you're lucky, you can, you can get rich quick off of it. And that's, yeah. that's really not what it's about. Uh, yeah. I mean, to be fair to people who have that perspective, I can understand sort of why they might think that. And if I just like put myself in someone's shoes who is skeptical about Bitcoin, skeptical about Bitcoin, you know, they're like, like the stories you hear about it are mostly about like the price or right. people getting rich off it, or people losing a bunch of money because of it. Like, 
you don't hear about day-to-day usage of Bitcoin. You know, like those those stories sort of get washed out, you know, in in the light of all these other kind of bigger catastrophic or like, you know, quick get rich quick kind of stories. And I don't I don't know if there's an easy way to like overcome that narrative outside of making Bitcoin more useful for everyday things. Like if if people see that it's useful for, you know, just transacting between two people or buying groceries or, you know, getting paid in Bitcoin from your job. Like if it just becomes a thing that is practical to use, I think that's the best story you can tell. That's the that's the most convincing case you can make for it. If it actually becomes useful to the most people possible in an everyday context. Yeah. Um that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do what we're doing right now is to just to just show that like it's practical, it's pragmatic if you think about it in just sort of a grassroots money kind of way. Like if if you think of Bitcoin as just this is a money that was kind of built from the ground up as a grassroots effort. We're just people choosing to use it between one another. That's a pretty powerful story, but unfortunately that gets lost in, you know, yeah, and that's, other drama. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're starting to see more, more shows and conversations. I mean, you, you, that's the thing. If you're, if you're hearing this and you don't, you know, you don't know a lot about it and it's kind of confusing or you're just, you're curious. Um, you know, there are some really cool things out there. Just, just start looking, you know, I think Bitcoin.rocks is that, is that the website? That's a really great place to start. It has some very simplified information. It's very easy to digest stuff, but I do love that things are moving outside of, I mean, there's still plenty of tech talk, you know, but you're starting to get into the, the cultural aspects and, and, um, and how this stuff can be used for in just regular day-to-day life. I mean, I, w- I was going to play this clip in a, in a little bit later, but I think I should just play it now because it, it does tie so much into what we're talking about here. So, so value for value is, it, I mean, it's, it's definitely made a big difference to me. I mean, for instance, like when, when, when someone zaps my song a hundred thousand, like that, that, that's a game changer. Like that that's a real game changer because it's like, you know, like you, you just covered, you just covered some bills for me, man, with that. Like I mentioned, I think my water bill is less than 50,000 sats. My, my electric is less, this is for a monthly bill. My, my, um, my electricity is less than, like, you, like, you know, you just, you just fed a month for me from me. And, and it wasn't for nothing. Like, cause I appreciate that because it's like, I appreciate receiving that because I know I worked hard on that song and I didn't work hard on it primarily to get sats i worked on it because it's something i love to do and i appreciate that there's a place i can put it that other people appreciate it and and it you know it feels like you're just living on purpose you're doing your calling so that that is so much i mean you know that 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 is so fulfilling to me that 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 i can i can create something i can put it in a particular place and there are people out there who who can appreciate it and also support it in a way that 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 benefits both of them benefits me even and benefits my community so so yeah i i think that value for value um it goes a long way first of all shout out to man like quex in tanzania um also incredibly prolific very talented dude um 
and just a very good hearted person. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing to hear him talk about that. Cause you don't think a lot of people don't think about what this is like for other people or how this, how we can be, you know, just sort of having fun zapping these tracks that this dude's putting out and we're paying his utility bills. You know, it's like if he makes a million sats, that's covering almost a year of, of utility bills for him. And that's very real. And it's, if you go on and you, I, I encourage you to go listen to the rest of that episode. Cause he talks about the struggles. Like there's a black market for us dollars in Tanzania because it's so hard to get them. And so many things are priced in us dollars because there's this confusion, you know, there's like a lot of, uh, uh, currencies around the world are struggling, you know, not, not just the U S dollar, but it, it's tough to use them. If he was saying like, if you, if you go to an international school there, that's priced in U S dollars or certain, certain, certain companies are priced in U S dollars. And so you just don't have access, access to these things. And th- he's, you know, I don't know. It's just, it really gets you thinking about it. And it makes you feel, um, you know, privileged to, be where you are and kind of humbled by um, what other people go through and how powerful this can be for people. And it really just, um, you know, not, not revives cause it's just this fires in me to, to see this thing happen, but it just uh, constantly gets, um, I, I just get so, so motivated to just keep working on this because I think it's truly going to change things. Not, not, not only just in the music industry, but just the more we think about this, and the community aspect of it, um, I think the more it's going to just, th- these ideas are truly going to be able to help people around the world. It's, I mean, it sounds, it sounds big. It sounds like a dream, but it's real. You know, it's very real. These small acts of just the, the theme today is just doing things, you know, the small acts of just starting out and, and trying something and, and learning something really can, can mean a lot for somebody. Like if he wouldn't have taken that step to learn about how, this technology works. Um, he would be in a very different place right now. I think, I think he would say that as well. It's just, it's true. You know, like we, we all would, if we didn't take that leap and and think like, there seems like there's more to this. What, what else is there? What do I need to learn about this? Because it seems like a really powerful thing and I, and I should, and I should pay attention. So I would encourage people to just, you know, if you're on the fence about this stuff, it's, I know it can sound very culty and like religious almost in, in a lot of capacities, but in the way that, in the way that these things are, are talked about, but it's that feeling that you have, where it's like, what's going on with money? What's going on with, why is it so hard to live? You know, that's a real feeling that you're experiencing and there it's, it's a big problem And this. Um, it doesn't have to be that way. And I think that's just all we're, we're trying to point out here. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's like I could I could talk about Bitcoin and all the ways that I think it's interesting and amazing technology and useful. Um, And a lot of, you know, the podcasts and websites and blogs and books that I've read on it. um, I mean, those worked for me in terms of like piquing my curiosity and encouraging me to sort of dig deeper. But that's not to say that that is how everyone um, would necessarily get interested in this or find some kind of value in it. Like everyone's going to find their own way, um, you know, depending on who they are and sort of what speaks to them. And I think 
you know the 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 more variety that there is out there for people to kind of find inroads um the better yeah exactly and that's why it's cool now because we are starting to see these these other avenues open up because like for me it took music to really fully understand it It started out with like oh the idea of e-commerce is is cool i could do i can have global e-commerce across borders without a bank or a middleman that sounds really fun um and would save a lot of money and it just would be easy and less less headache but then you know it really clicked when you started thinking about the um how i could benefit art you know that was what really got it for me so i think that that's we're going to see a lot more of these things start to pop up and we'll see a lot more people find their path and and come on board and that's really exciting yeah all right um and the more people to get involved the better because you know we we just need more material out there more ways for people to to discover and learn about how this all works why it's valuable um so you know you don't have to go and do what you know another writer or another blogger or whoever else is doing you can do your own kind of take on you know educating people or showing people how this is useful yeah and on that note i wanted to just give a shout out to you know quex and qw and all these people that are out there and tone wrecker and the, everyone we've mentioned on the show and jim and open mic and you hear these names or you know you have these screen names you know like brings me back to the old days of aol you're referring to people by their in, in the chat room by their handles the, the java chat by their handles um but you know we talk about this a lot there's in a lot of especially in social media and um other areas of the internet there can be a lot of negativity and and a lot of um with with these things it's just people try to get you down you know it's like it's tough and we're we're just trying to get through it and we're trying to do the best we can and we couldn't do that without the support of these incredible people that are helping to spread the word, helping to share their stories. Like the story we just heard from, from Quex, that's just such a, a cool thing. And, and so I just, I'm really thankful for all the people that are spreading positivity about this stuff and really do believe in what we're doing. Um, you know, we had some really cool conversations with Jim, um, when he was out in Phoenix and, I don't know. I just feel, I feel, I feel inspired <laughs> to do even more. You know, it's like, I don't know we're, we're doing, we're trying to do so much already, but I just, I just want to do more because I want this to work for people and I want people to get as much as they can out of this. So yeah. Anyway, I just, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody out there and anyone who's listening and yeah, just keep, keep, uh, keep doing what you're doing. We really appreciate it. And it, and every little bit helps yeah all right we got a song i got a I song think that you wanted to play this was another i mean speaking of early songs this is one i discovered really early i th- i actually i think it's an old i think it might be an old project from the 90s i don't know a ton about it but this is a band called peck slip p-e-c-k slip and if you know anything about me you know that i like eggs i really love eggs and this song is called this song is just called egg and I, that was what drew me in. I'm like, I like eggs. So maybe I like this song. What's up? Um, so yeah, I really, this band is very interesting, very unique. And I, I don't know how to describe it. Just listen to it. It's a cool, it's a really cool song. Here's Egg by Peck Slip. 
Man, do I love that guitar in that song. It's got some... There's uh, really cool production on that. Yeah, it's yeah. got some serious uh, David Lynch vibes on the that little... When it first kicks in, just reminds me of like... Uh, I don't even know. Just... Well, the thing... When it kicked in, uh, I, you know, when going back to Jim Costello, we had a nice chat in Phoenix about... We just geeked out on music for a while. And uh, I've been listening to a lot of Tears for Fears since phoenix yeah and the beginning Same. of that song reminds me of that of yeah that style of production that like kind of rich luscious vibrant kind of production it's, it's really good i want i want more of that they have a whole album up there and it's just it's all really wonderful so go check out go check out peck slip um i think that's it harry that's we, uh is that it we, that's we the done the show Jeez. i think we're done Thanks everyone for listening. Um, join us again in a couple weeks. You've been listening to Waveform, brought to you by Wavelake. Wavelake is a platform for artists to share their music beyond paywalls and where fans can pay whatever they want using Bitcoin. Artists retain all the rights to their work and receive payments instantly via the Lightning Network. Find out more at wavelake.com. Waveform is produced by Sam Means and Michael Ree. Theme by Paul Birkin. I'm D++. Thanks for listening.